I'm Jackie Patton, the founder of Inkblot Creative, and on my new podcast, Stay Connected, I chat to business leaders, creatives, and everyone in between about how they stay connected to their goals, relationships, and their sense of purpose in a world where we're always glued to our screens. Now, I love to chat. So every week, you can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher for the next free episode. And I'd really love for you to be a part of it too. So head over to at ink underscore blot underscore creative on Instagram to let me know what you think. This week, I spoke to Harriet Rouse, the owner of Harriet and Rose. Harriet and Rose is an online gift finder and directory service. Now, I share an office with Harriet, so I knew she'd make a great guest and I wasn't wrong. We talked about loads of different things, being a mum, mermaid tail blankets, juggling the work-life balance and the pressures of running a business online. It's really easy to kind of take friendship and and actually particularly female friendship as a, as a woman. I think it's really easy to take female friendship for granted and sometimes... Friendships are always kind of, they should never be one way all the time. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Murray Norton. Murray's the CEO of the Jersey Chamber of Commerce. He's an ex-radio DJ, journalist and politician. Now, I've known Murray for a really long time, but I learned so much about him and how he ended up doing what he does today during our chat. It's a great episode. We talk about porcelain budgies, career changes and what it really means to be kind. So make sure you tune in or subscribe so you don't miss out. This is Stay Connected. So, Harriet, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, Harriet is the owner and founder of Harriet and Rose, which is a fantastic gift-finding and directory service here in Jersey. Um, Now, to kick off every episode, I've asked my guests to bring along an object that they feel really connected to. So, what have you brought with you? My bracelet. Your bracelet, I've actually got some other bits, but they're um, kind of... Yeah, the bracelet. So this is um, it's just a silver bracelet, uh-huh. but um, I was given it for my 21st and I'm not very good. I don't have nice, well, I do nice jewellery, but not expensive jewellery because yeah. I often lose earrings. I love, mm. yeah, I'm, I shed jewellery. <laughs> so it sort of allows me to buy more. But this I got for my 21st and I have lost it at various points, but it's the one that keeps on turning up. And actually Paul, who's my husband, gave this to me for my 21st. And normally oh. he's rubbish at presents. Um, this one stood the test of time. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I think he didn't overthink it. And do you think that's why you feel so connected to it? Because it's from your husband. Um, yeah, and also it's just been with me through lots of things. my life now. So your husband gave you this bracelet. Mm-hmm. You're saying so. You, when did you meet him then? If you I met him in 2000. Okay. And I was 21 in 2001. Wow. So um, you've been with him a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Really long time. But um, yeah, I think I'm. I don't. Yeah, when you said to bring in an object, quite a lot of things that I'm really connected to are kind of pictures, um, either mm. places I've lived, like vintage postcards I found. Of, we lived in Greenwich, so I've got vintage postcards of Greenwich, um, and places in Reading where we lived. Um, and so I'm quite sentimental about places and memories yeah. more than physical things. things. Um, so that's interesting. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Bromley. Okay. Um, but then I went to Reading University, which is where I met Paul. Um, he wasn't actually at university. Um, I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Uh, I'm not, sure there's a song about that. Not a joke. <laughs> That's when I met him. That much is true. Um, and um, yeah, so I met him there. He was trained to be an accountant and I was there. So I stayed in Reading for five years. And actually, so this is from a shop in Reading. Um, so Bromley, Reading, and then kind of back to near Bromley via Greenwich. So Bromley then, a lot of time spent there, grew up there. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your, your family. What was your life like as a kid? Oh God, I think I was really well behaved. Now I've got a nearly teenage daughter and know what they can throw at you. I think I was quite a good teenager. Um, I was really lucky. I grew up in the suburbs during the 90s and kind of Britpop and stuff. So it was, I had quite a lot of freedom, um, which I guess is a good thing. I was always quite honest about where I was going, but it was quite often to gigs and clubs when I shouldn't legally have been there. Um, And yeah, allowed to get the N3 night bus home through parts of London that weren't, what they are now <laughs> quite dodgy and um, how did your parents feel about that then you going to gigs and were they quite chill about the whole thing or were they um, well they seemed to be but apparently my mum didn't sleep anytime <laughs> I was up in town Love that. um but no it was a brilliant time and it's a really kind of creative lovely time to grow up and I think it was I think probably made easier by not having the social media mm. side of thing 
because we just kind of got on with what we like doing and no one has photographs of me being horribly drunk, although it did happen. And you're not, you're, I guess, in those situations, I feel a bit the same. Kind of social media came in when I was at university. Mm. And before that, kind of, you were just having the moments to have the moments, weren't you? With yeah, the yeah. people that you were with, as opposed yeah. to, oh, I should probably get a pitch for the gram or whatever it is. Yeah. You and were I, just doing it because you're doing it. Yeah, and I think I think that's, it is really different now and it's brilliant and it kind of connects people mm. and there's so many amazing things, but um, you, yeah, the internet um, and social media, you can't kind of, all the good stuff, there is also negative stuff and it's quite... Hard it's, to marry yeah, it up, isn't it? But, and I, I but I, if I was late home, I was late home and I couldn't phone to say I was going to be mm. late home. Reverse dial, phone Reverse boxes. Charges, do you remember yeah. that? No, I do. I do. Well, phone boxes. Um, I love that. And so now we affectionately call it stalker app, but I can see where my daughter is. Stalker app. Well, I can see where her phone is. Um, and I don't, so I had a lot more freedom than I think people do. Yeah, your now. kids do not. How old are your kids? Um, 12 and 10, but nearly 13. And to all intents and purposes, 13. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you were 13, the freedom you'd have yeah, to the kind of freedom I think I was allowed to go up to London. Um, but not gigs was kind of my first gig was when I was nearly 15 which was still quite young with hindsight um but yeah just no, different brilliant. wasn't it yeah and we mentioned just social media before so obviously yeah. your business is an yeah. online business yeah yeah so you're you know we're talking about connection today and what we're connected mm. to what um how, how do you find that balance because a lot of what I do I do online as well and sometimes it's quite hard to you know, I don't want to spend my whole life on social media. Yeah, yeah. So how do you find the balance between staying connected to your business by using that amazing tool, but also not getting overcome by it? So I had, um, I've never scheduled, 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 um, controversial, how you say that? Um, I've never <laughs> done that before. I've always kind of gone with yeah. what I fancy. And and that's actually, I've realised, really difficult. Um, and so I want to showcase my products, mm. but actually... The, the posts that get the most interaction, the ones that are most me, mm. and, and it is my name on the business, and and it is kind of, I want, it's how I would want to shop. Yeah. So I have to put myself out there with it. Um, so last week I did, on your recommendation, <laughs> um, some batch content creation, and I'm alternating kind of product yeah. and then a me kind of photo. And it actually that's made it, it's feeling like it's going in the right direction for me and I'm kind of getting the balance right. Because you can right. separate a bit. Yeah. And Facebook's always hilarious because I think Facebook's quite a big one in Jersey, certainly. Mm. Um, and so I was really obsessive about growing growing my kind of followers on that. Um, but then I remember people people type comments on Facebook mm. that, that it's hard not to take personally. And when I, I did a blog post, and it was quite funny, I thought. Um, <laughs> if about, you do say so yourself. If I do say so myself. It made me laugh writing it alone in my <laughs> in my office. Um, but um, people, I was saying about suggestions for a teacher gift at the end of term. And then I did, you know, I pushed it, had a little sponsor post. And um, and people were kind of going, oh, I can't believe you're trying to push these. And actually, if they'd clicked and read the post, the first paragraph was, you don't need to spend any yeah. money on teacher's gifts. Here's some really lovely free ideas that are thoughtful. Get your kid to make a card. Yeah. They haven't bothered clicking through. They just went in and I went, oh, the real me wants to write. Bugger off then. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't. I was really, and yeah, good lesson learned um, on how people misconstrue and how people jump on things. And actually, I've taken Twitter off my phone because I realised I... Not Twitter's not very nice actually at the moment. Well, sometimes it is, but I've deleted it from my phone. I was spending too much time on that. Um, but I realised with Instagram, how can I expect to get engagement if I'm not engaging back yeah. with other people? So I've made a real effort to kind of, especially local kind of creators and stuff, to kind of comment and like their photos back because it, it has to be a two way thing. Yeah, you can't you can't just be there. Yeah, I can't just be expecting people to kind of oh that's lovely I'll buy that. It's you know they have to know bit more and I have about, to yeah and like what way. you like and why yeah and it has to be two-way you mentioned about um teacher's gifts yeah yeah <laughs> so what about your kind of education like what was it like at school for you in terms of the kind of people you were with what were your teachers like was there anyone that you felt particularly kind of drawn to at school um well I'm back back in London again on Friday um to go to a supergrass gig which um was actually one of my first gigs back in the 90s um with my like some of my school friends so um kind of 
yeah, there's four of us, four, four or five of us going, um, if we can get rid of the last ticket. Um, so I have, I think I went to an all girls school. Um, it was a grammar. Um, it was with hindsight, quite, it's quite an interesting environment to put lots of quite relatively clever girls together. Um, but from a range of backgrounds, it's, mm. it's quite and see how not go. always an easy environment. Like a social experiment. Yeah, it's not always easy. But I do think, I do think the best friends, because when you survive puberty with people and you're still friends at the end of it, I think they are friends for life because you have that kind of experience together of, of going from being a girl to sort of pretending to be a woman. I don't think kind that of... comes later. Yeah, yeah, you kind of grow into it in your 20s, don't you? But it's a... Um, so, yes, I've got, yeah, my friend Katie, Lucy um, and Laura probably. Kind of, yeah. My, so they were, they were kind of with you the whole time then? No, Laura I kind of got to know in sixth form. She was in G. So we were we were in N house, which in our year, I think we were the Slytherin of the houses. <laughs> quite, oh quite separate. Um, um, but actually it was in sixth form we kind of realised that there were, oh, there's other people we've got loads in common with, but we've just been quite, we're in our form. Um, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? The kind of connections you make with people when you're, well, you're a kid, aren't you? When you're that age. And also the sort of randomness of being put in a class with people just by kind of surname and, and date of birth distribution. And that that has such a, it, it's life forming. And mm. the people you... It's like a sliding doors with, moment. Yeah. What if it had gone yeah. the other way in the alphabet? Who would you have potentially built yeah. a life with? And it's actually interesting because um, my eldest is at JCG now and they have different teaching groups from form. So they get, a mix they get and if friendships aren't working then in the next year they'll be broken up somehow you know yeah and, and so that's quite nice because they get exposure to other people as opposed to your Just everyone until you were um yeah streamed for maths it for GCSE <laughs> and I was yeah I was talking to someone about this the other day actually um I was in second second from bottom group and they just gave us a she was with hindsight we weren't very nice to her um the maths teacher we used to sit reading Melody Maker in the lesson but also that that kind of enthusiasm is infectious. And even, mm. so subjects, I got on really well with my history teacher and I loved history. Um, I'm not sure everyone got on well with her because I different, suppose teachers are like people. people. Yeah. You know, well, they are people, <laughs> not just like people. Um, but when you're a kid, you don't really think of them as No, people. no, God, no. They're a teacher. Yeah. That first moment when you see them out in a nightclub or something and it's like, they have Well, when life. you see them socially kind of, well, not not socially obviously you don't in know. a social situation in a social situation and you instantly recognize them and you go oh I remember seeing my English teacher I was like oh Dr Butler um and she was just like, I'm sorry I have no idea who you are who was in your year who was good in your year and I'd say and she went oh I remember your year not you you're, you're vaguely in <laughs> and, my memory and you kind of think actually you were, you were teaching hundreds of people whereas you were just my English teacher mm. and it's a really yeah but um no I think in terms of subjects at school that I loved which I actually I loved music. Um, it just felt a really lovely creative thing mm. and there was no right or wrong. And you've mentioned that like, you've been to lots of gigs and yeah. you're into live music and things, yeah. so that kind of follows through, yeah. doesn't it, in your life? That was sort of my favourite subject, but I didn't do, didn't do A-level because it all got a bit, you had to be grade <laughs> eight. And, yeah. and what about English? Because you obviously... I love English. And you went on to do a degree that was kind of... Oh, I did a philosophy degree. Um, yeah, I'm still not quite sure why it was lovely yeah, it was good. isn't that the point of philosophy yeah, sort, why. Sort of. um, but English um, and writing and journalism is where I thought I would probably go um, and my dad was a copywriter um, he said my sentences were too short but he was quite old school um, so I loved I loved English and I love writing um, but I'm I think journalism is so competitive and so mm. and I when I, I wasn't very resilient when I kind of left university and I wasn't so good with the kind of rejection side of things. So I just, <laughs> I went into retail and then into recruitment, obviously. But it's interesting that, isn't it, that you can have a real passion for something, mm. love it, be good at it. Like, you you know, I read your, your stuff and your blogs and things, which are great. If you haven't <laughs> read Harriet's blog, that's something to go and look at. Um, but just because you love something doesn't always mean... You can make a career out of it yeah. in its kind of purest form, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and actually lots of people I was at school with kind of went into into a route. Um, and someone who was in my, um, I did English A-level with her, she went into law. And mm. then she's she's now written three three novels, it might be four. Wow. 
Um, but she's an amazing writer, but she did law first and then kind of did the writing. Actually, I think she wrote her first novel in her lunch hour, which is a bit irritating. <laughs> so it was quite well received. And, you know, one has been made into a film with Judi Dench, but, you know. How did you write that? Just in my lunch hour, yeah, yeah. casually. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And I think, certainly from my point of view, I've sort of worked out who I am more in my 30s than I ever. And like when they say to kind of 13, 14, oh, what do you want to be? Mm. When, it's just like, unless, unless you know, no. I don't, I don't know that many people who think the same thing as now as they... Could I wanted to be a mermaid for like 10 years. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's an underrated career choice. Until I found out that that's not something you can actually yeah. do. Little Mermaid ruined me for a while. Well, you know you can buy kind of... I don't. Those blankets. <laughs> I may have... No, been. no. You can buy ones with actual flipper. Oh, don't tell me stuff like that. Birthdays coming up soon. I think they do grown up me. sizes. I think, I think possibly they're aimed at children, but I, I reckon there's one. Um, so <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? So started off thinking you were going to go into journalism. Yeah, I wrote in my student newspaper, and and that was yeah fun. I wasn't great with deadlines. <laughs> Love that. Or being told what to do. And that's why now you're self-employed. So this is how that works. Yeah, I think I think it's not. It was fairly obvious fairly early on that. But that's one of the joys, isn't it, of of working for yourself? Yes, yeah. that you yeah. can create the life you want to the yeah. deadlines you want. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, so I, I had some proper proper jobs, um, more conventional jobs, so kind of office jobs. And then um, when I when we knew we wanted a family, because I did get married relatively young, knew we wanted a family, um, and then I'd always want to do something creative. And I'd always, I'd, I'd, I did a Saturday club making jewellery. So mm. I did um, jewellery. And then um, I said, I'd really like to give it a go. And we were living in Greenwich, the Greenwich market. Mm. And, and it did go really, you know, it went well, as, as you know, as well as a kind of selling in a, in a market stall can be twice twice a week can can be but it was really good and really good for my confidence um and then I um I kind of hooked up with someone it's actually quite convoluted and there isn't a quick version of it but she I traced my family tree she's a very distant cousin and she was just launching a jewelry business and I did a collection for her and then she went into bridal jewelry and I did her bridal jewelry and then she wanted a business partner so I bought into the business um and uh-huh. that went really well. We were selling on Notton High Street and it was really, really went well um, for a few years when the kids were young. So I had something and I had an income and it wasn't just babies, babies, babies. Um, and babies are lovely. But it's, it, for me, it was really important to have something that wasn't just babies. So you just mentioned there about tracing your family tree. Yeah. What made you want to do that? Oh, God. Because um, that's so interesting, isn't it? Like we're talking about connection. It's like... Okay, so this is, it is a quite, I had a miscarriage before <laughs> you asked. I did ask. Um, I had a miscarriage and it was just a really, it was when you had, G, um, it was a website called Jeans Reunited. So it was almost before Facebook. Yeah, um, I remember Because you had Friends Reunited mm. and I did Jeans Reunited and you kind of would, would put it in and then it would flash up with people in common. Ah. Um, and I think it was, I, I had this, I wanted to look back. At that rather point. Rather forward. Yeah, I just wanted to see where I was from. Um, and it was really... Actually, it was really kind of cathartic and it was really interesting um, and it quite boring, mostly. Um, and like my husband's side, it's like a oh, brickmaker from Bedford was the son of a brickmaker from Bedford was the son of a gardener from Bedford was the son of a brickmaker from Bedford. And it was, um, yeah, really interesting. So there wasn't anything because with things like, yeah, who do you think you are? Mm. It's always... Um, the story My behind dad robbed a bank but or... it's the story behind the name and the date and it's very hard to get those stories and you can kind of surmise because mm. there was I think it was on my dad's side the Peterses down in Tunbridge Wells and they they were married and then suddenly on the census her a niece or a cousin who was 20 came to live with them and suddenly the 48 year old had a baby that year and it's just like mm. I suspect maybe that yeah. 19 20 year old niece cousin might have been the mother um, and so it was yeah. that's the only faintly not boring not, bo- not boring so yeah so I way. found so I found a um a kind of second cousin and she's like oh my niece so I think Bex is my second cousin once removed they're setting up a business and she puts in touch and so we went yeah sort of we're in business together for a while so you mentioned before about about having a miscarriage mm-hmm. do you think that um and you said kind of the looking into your family history was a way of looking back not forward yeah. was that kind of something that you were finding hard at that time was that like difficult um so I was I was really lucky I got pregnant with Matilda like two three months after and she was nearly 13 <laughs> um so um it was just it's just a really it's just a it's a 
it so many women have them mm. and it's like you could you could probably see on there you probably see I really hesitated when you said why did you trace your family tree and it's just like oh. and it it was just something to kind of hold on to and it it was just a catharsis for me and I it sounds it's really silly but I wanted to look back because I knew everyone had successfully had children behind me and I always knew I wanted kids um whether I'd be able to have them naturally or whether we would go down kind of adoption route it, we always knew we wanted kids in our in our future um and so it was just something to kind of tide me over mm. to think about while we were we going there but it all worked out all worked out fine in the end you got two in the end I did get two yeah but yeah it's interesting that you talk about it because I think lots of women don't talk about yeah it, and, and we should talk about it more yeah, and I'm we should sure. and it's so I mean I'm nearly 40 so I mean, get me back in five years, I'll talk about the menopause properly <laughs> and perimenopause. But it is, it's all such a taboo oh, yeah. thing, all female things. And, and they don't tell you about it at school and you don't learn about yeah, it until it happens like, to you or a friend. Or... And not not even just that, but kind of, well, you share an office with me, all kind of period chat and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. always... We have, we have a lot of period yeah, chat yeah. in our office. But it, Sorry it for the men be, listening. It should be normalised. It's, it, you yeah. know, half the population have a, a warm as we affectionately call it and you know one way or another it, it crops up medically so yeah. I think it's important to talk so yeah I had a miscarriage for Matilda um and it's it's weird because if I hadn't had that I would never have had her and she's yeah. awesome and you'd have never found out about your family and yeah met, yeah and so it is and... it is strange how not great things help form good things and oh yeah, yeah. Yes. so but I feel very lucky that that we didn't have subsequent issues would you, at 20, have thought that you, at almost 40, would be doing this kind of thing with your life? Um, um, I think I, I knew fairly early on that self-employment was probably a good option for me. Um, and I loved retail. So I quite often, like, from the waitressing, and um, I loved retail, but I always said, but the pay is rubbish. Mm. And you have to work every weekend and Christmas and New Year. Um, and so the hours are rubbish. And I think even though I kind of talked about kind of the negative side of social media and stuff, also it's pretty amazing. And the internet has enabled people to have small businesses and have this huge reach that you just could never have had before. Yeah. Um, I think I probably thought I'd go bricks and mortars route. Um, I always fancied... Oh, I can imagine you. Yeah, and I, I still think when the kids aren't at school, so so God, that's probably five, six, seven years away, I would love to do it. But it's a huge responsibility. The rents are astronomical in Jersey and the kind of... There's and most some, places now. Well, yeah, but there's been some amazing small businesses that have just come and gone so quickly. And it's such a shame because they're brilliant. Um, but you you have to make take so much money before you're even Viable. covering your rent. And so the um, lower risk option was to go online um and it was really lovely and, and when we moved to so when we moved to jersey which is nearly four years ago Paul, paul's been here over five years um that was a fun year of him commuting <laughs> um when we moved here i kind of looked i went oh i think you know no one's doing the kind of thing i'd i'd like to yeah. do and because i'd sold through not on high street i had a really good kind of connections and um a network of really amazing creative makers um, I said, I've got, I, there's some products that just aren't in Jersey. And then I had a bit of an ASOS habit when I was back in the UK. Oh, I have an ASOS habit. I'm but, trying to break it. Yeah. Minute. Well, it's easier to break in Jersey because quite. It never arrives. Well, yeah. Six, <laughs> Sorry, ASOS. Six, well, no, six, seven days. And it's just left on your doorstep in the rain. Or in, in my bin store. That's, that's the, oh, the just joy hopefully of the not on yeah. collection day. Yeah. That'd be awful. Und, under the recycling at the moment. Oh, is the prime spot. Um, but it is, it's. And I, I suddenly realised I went from being able to order something at 4pm and it arrived the next day before midday to a, like a week. Um, and actually that I quite liked that step back to kind of slow. Yes. Do you need it, first of all, before you buy yeah. it? And then, and then you... it arrives and you're like, oh, what was I thinking a week ago when I ordered that? Um, and so it goes back. And actually it is important to be kind of more sustainable and to buy less. And I'm definitely buying a lot fewer clothes since I moved to Jersey just because I can't do it spontaneously and... But yeah, so I, I realised that, and there's some really lovely shops, but it's quite often the kind of same yeah. same stock. Um, and so I've made a real effort with the website to find things that other people 
haven't got in Jersey and I've got exclusivity on some. Um, so I guess even though, even though it's quite a checkered work history and my CV is a bit of a, well, I hope I never really have to put a CV together again because someone might be confused, but there's been retail, there's been the writing and I love the blog side and the kind of writing side of things. Um, so yeah, retail and that, and just, um, and the internet side of things, which gives you the flexibility when you've got, they are still a relatively young family. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where it went. I think bricks and mortars, bricks and mortar would be good long term. Um, but for now this is, yeah. And no one was really doing just an internet gift shop. Um, getting, getting, getting the brand out there, making sure everyone realizes they can have same day delivery. They can have next day delivery, but I wanted people to be able to give nice, thoughtful things at the last minute without having to panic buy something. Yeah. Right. Rubbish. Great idea. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm thinking about your family. Okay. We talked on the way in um, as you arrived about your chickens. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you've obviously mentioned your daughters yeah, yeah. and Paul. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a business and you've obviously got family and friends in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's a juggle. So how do you kind of join the dots between being a mum, being a wife, having a business, living away from your family, the chickens, the cats? Well, the cat, I mean, the cats put up with me because <laughs> I feed them. Um, they're fairly independent. They, they'll even clean up their own poo, which is more than can be said for the rest of them. Um, I'm joking, girls, if you are listening. Um, I have been quite strict with myself. Um, I have kind of the office hours, um, but I do only answer the work phone nine till three, Monday to Friday. I turn it off at the weekends. Mm -hmm. um, it's really easy when you, and especially with this culture, and I see it like with, with Paul's work and with every, actually with everyone's work, people are always firing off work emails. And I don't, well, I do sometimes work at the weekend, but I don't send emails and I don't answer the phone at the weekend because it's my weekend and it's important. And it's not quite a full-time business, although there are quite a lot of hours. Um, I'm definitely, now it's only my business. When I had a business partner, I definitely felt more responsibility to be on the whole time. Um, but now it's mine. I've set nine till Nine to three, Monday to Friday is when, when I work. And I do, you know, I will always go out of my way if someone needs something delivered. I'll always do it. <laughs> well, historically, I've always done it. And um, and if, you know, someone doesn't come to collect something when they're meant to, I'll be there the next next day for them to do it. And, of course, I want to give people really good customer experience and customer service is incredibly important to me. But so is having set hours. The family is is another I want to say other job because that makes it sound like I don't want to do it and I very much want want my family um and yeah and so it, you have to find the good balance it's trying to find a balance but I mean it'd be naive to say I have there's balls drop all around me fairly frequently and yeah <laughs> I've got I've been, a lot of balls though. well I've been away for the weekend and I kind of got back and yeah back yeah no weekend to to write the, the, the ship it's a little bit wobbly with a thin layer of icing sugar everywhere because they made a delicious cake, which my kitchen's wearing. Um, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Cleaner's here today. <laughs> Your poor cleaner's going to be like, I know, I know. I have sort of sent her an apologetic text. Lots of people work full time and have children. Yeah, yeah. And lots of people have more than one job and, you know, would love to be able to spend that time. So what do you think is the most important bit for so you? So most of it's not quality time. Most of it's... Um, do your homework, do your homework your tidy your room <laughs> is, have you practiced the violin because they both do violin um, I might have rolled my eyes as I said that it's lovely I love I, yeah it's great and it is they are really kind of coming into their own but there have been some squawky years um, and most of it isn't isn't fun and anyone who thinks having kids is fun and all the time it's really it, it's not because you're helping them become people people and unfortunately, that does mean you have to set really irritating boundaries that then if they don't do what they're told, you have to see through the consequences. And it's really dull. Little things are the kind of quality things. Um, but most of it is is just kind of get, getting them to one thing, making sure their washing is in the washing, although they're getting better at kind of getting their washing out. Um, so I would say my kids is the most important connection. But I would say. Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? Because everyone is juggling always. And I'm in a very lucky position that I'm working around their school hours. Mm. I think most people, it's it's the kind of the, the one half hour that you get to do something lovely with them that, that is the quality time. 
And even if work got busier, that would be... The we, most important. Yeah, and we try... Although it's not really happening at the moment, so I'm not going to pretend it's like on traps or anything. We don't always eat together. I quite often shovel food out on the way. And they don't have that many activities. As things go into the summer, things get better because we, I like sea swimming-ish. Um, and they do, so we're, you know, kind of more activities together. together but in the yeah. winter, it's tough. And, you know, that's not just Jersey. It's winter's everywhere. rubbish everywhere. <laughs> but I would say, yeah, I'd say my, the kids for me is is the kind of most important thing and I love my business and I I'm really passionate about it and well you know nine till three Monday to Friday it's absolutely my focus but after that is it's the kids kids. yeah I'm sure lots of people listening will be thinking god that's me as well (laughs) shoveling food out why haven't you washed your clothes why haven't you done your homework and that's like the realities of everyday life isn't it like anyone that tells you that's not what it's like and I feel and I sometimes feel a bit kind of sheepish about talking about it and I think Actually, again, kind of going back to women needing to talk more about other stuff. Actually, you know, feminism and supporting women is is accepting that some people have amazing jobs. But, you know, there's always a compromise. There's always Always. something that gives, whether it's, you know, kind of people, you know, look at look at our family kind of set up and go, well, Paul's the main breadwinner and that's why you can afford to have a small business, which is, you know, it's brutal, but it is it's true. It doesn't mean I'm not passionate and I'm not. I, I think I'm creating something excellent and I love what I do and I love the service that I provide. Um, but my focus has always kind of been the kids. But that means I've lost, you know, you see my career's career, my kind of experience before now has been very kind of mi- mixed. And yeah. um, where some people go on and have an amazing kind of career, but they feel that they're dropping the balls and not there for their kids enough. And we, it's uh, motherhood and just actually, I think being a woman full stop is just one. It's one long guilt trip, and I think we need to kind of accept we all have guilt about different things. Yeah, and despite Instagram, it's not all perfect. Nothing's ever perfect. And oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I love my job, and I love my kids, and I love that at the moment I can do both. But if I was just focused on just focused on work, I'd be doing the business would be on a different level. If I was just focusing on the kids, actually, I'd probably still just be having arguments. So <laughs> it's quite nice to have that to do. But it is, yeah. But it's interesting you say that it's, it's nice to have something separate because no matter how, you know, no matter how much you love your family, yeah. you're also an individual human being in your own right, aren't you? And I love coming to work. Yeah, it's important for you yeah. that you have that. So what would you do if you, like your ideal way to switch off from it all? If you get some time just for you, just for having okay. it, how do you kind of just have your own time, switch off, do um, something for you? Also quite like a walk. A walk. Just, um... We're in Greyvale and you can just walk out and it's all lanes. Um, we're not near the, not near, well, everywhere's near the sea. We're not that near the sea. Um, so you can just go for a walk. And um, I'm trying to be on my phone a bit less. Like I said, I've deleted Twitter, um, although it is important. So just a walk to kind of, I think it always kind of clears the head. I wish I could say, oh, I go for a run and I'm really going to the gym and that's my, like, it's not my way of relaxing particularly. Um, and I like reading, actually. I've, my pile's going down this year. I'm trying to read more. What are you reading at the minute? Um, I've just finished... Well, no, I'm reading The Wall by... I think it's John Lan- Lanchester. Oh, he did um, call, one called Capital, which is all about a street in London, oh, okay. um, which was really good, like kind of lots of different lives. And um, this one's a bit more, I don't know, kind of a bit more dystopian future. Well, I love a big, bit of dystopia. Big wall around... Um, I quite like a dystopian. Oh, I get into stuff like that. The Power by Naomi... That's a fantastic book. It. Talking about feminism... Yeah, yeah. I think... Everyone, men and women. I just loved it at the end and you just kind of go, oh. My boyfriend bought that book for me. He was like, I've read this. I think I think if anyone's going to read it for you, no, fantastic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to read more. So I'm going a bit more, a bit more old school. Um, and are you a real book or a Kindle kind of girl? I'm a real book. Real book. Yeah. I swayed over to the dark side. I bought myself a Kindle and I'm on planes. Because I find I can't carry enough books when so, I go So away. there is that. So that there is that. And Paul... When, well, whenever we go on holiday, I'm mocked by the entire family because they would all rather do anything but read to relax. Um, and I will, you know, for two weeks, I'll probably take four books. Yeah, nice. And there's a chance I'll run out. Um, That's good. But I love it. That's like my dream. Yeah. So reading would be a kind of good escape for you. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I love, like I said, I love writing and I love words and things. So um, It all ties in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're good at focusing on yourself, at kind of taking that time just for you? I don't think anyone is. Are they? 
Ah, well, I've been away this weekend. That was with, with girlfriends, so that was good. And I'm away next weekend. That's just, I don't normally go away every weekend. <laughs> in fact, this is... March is a great month. The only that. two, I think, in the four years, <laughs> nearly four years I've been here. Um, I would say I am trying to kind of see friends from back home. So when, I, when we first moved to Jersey, I really threw myself in and didn't go back very much. Um, but now, now I'm kind of secure and kind of settled here. I feel like I can go back without pining yeah. so much. Although London was lovely. London's always lovely. Yeah, I think I, I can take some time, but it, it's always quite fleeting and I'm always distracted. And it's it's like like if you do yoga and at the mm. end when you're having a little, little lie down. Oh, I love that bit. But, but who isn't doing a little shopping list? Or I've got, oh God, I've got to do this, got to do that. I know that's not really the point of that you're meant to kind of be all quite zen, but I'm just like, well, what am I going to do when I leave? So, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're talking about connection. That's the flip side, isn't it? It's yeah. amazing to be connected. Yeah. But sometimes it's really hard to disconnect. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. step away for long enough to let the shopping list go. Yeah. And what have we got to do at the weekend? Yeah. How have I got, you know, what's going on with work? And I haven't replied to that message on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, so I'm, I, I'm all talk when it comes to saying, oh, I won't put the phone by my bed. My phone's by my bed. Um, and I turn it over so it doesn't wake me up in the night and it's on silent. But I'm always, always checking my phone always checking if I've got emails. And I think, even though I don't answer the phone, I'm, I'm still contactable. Everyone is. And that's the, yeah, you kind of think back to kind of growing up and my, my dad would go and play squash three times a week. And my mum would wait for him to, and it gets kind of 9.30 and she knew the barmaid by, and she's like, can you just prod Jerry on his way home? Um, because there wasn't that checking in on someone, I've got to be here by then, I've got to be here. If you were late, you were just late. and. Used to wait, and or if you made plans with someone, that idea of I'll meet you at two o'clock on Tuesday, yeah, and then you just turned up, yeah, yeah, but two o'clock on Tuesday and you waited, and you didn't have a phone to look busy, you would just have to sit there. And and I think, and not the like text on the Monday going, Are we still doing it on Tuesday? Yeah, like, no, yeah, like I think we we become almost insecure because we're so connected, yeah. don't we? Because we always have to check it's still yeah, a yeah. thing, it's hard to stay connected, yeah, but then it's hard to disconnect, yeah, too. yeah. like the it's, how do you. It's almost there's no balance in either. Yeah, and and are the connections we make real? Real ones, yeah. Because there's so much fakery on there and people... And and kind of my... Yeah, my Instagram. I I don't put a bad photo of me. I'm not going to put one of me looking rubbish or without makeup or something. Or if I've got no makeup on, the sunglasses will be on. And um, I should always be deeply suspicious of people with sunglasses (laughs) on in an Instagram picture. Um, But it's... um, yeah, and people kind of putting out lifestyles and and I I hope I don't do that. I hope I hope my account it is the product because I feel really strongly about what I'm selling, but it's also like real me, even if it is a slightly nice real me with a bit of bit of makeup on, on, taken by a proper face, photoer, photo photographer. But in the same way as you kind of put on something smarter to go into the office, I don't think it's any different. I just think I. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's a really, it's a really interesting way to kind of network, not mm. face-to-face through this kind of, through the, I mean, I've got, I've got a website, I've got an online business, but it's, um, it's very 2D, what you're putting out there and the kind of, like you say, the kind of, the balance and the, how, what goes on behind the scenes and, and you know, no one sees me taking the cardboard to the recycling and no one sees the kind of, the fact that a corner of our home is the kind of storage we've got the office office in town everyone's like that yeah no i know but 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 we don't talk about that bit. and no one wants to see it because it's quite boring and it because social media is both work and and personal yeah, and it yeah. just there's this crossover and you you feel like you know people intimately but you actually don't know them don't know them at all you know what they want you to know yeah and you know there's a lot of stuff in the media and definitely on social media at the minute about mental health especially yeah. following like obviously caroline flack who yeah. passed away which is really sad and I read something amazing by um, Lena Dunham. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Did no, you read yeah, that yeah. article? And um, she was saying about how she felt really affected by it because even though she'd never met yeah. her, you see her on telly every day. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you know her. Yeah. And, you know, it not that bizarre that you can feel so connected to somebody? Yeah. You've never even seen them in real life. Yeah. But you, you feel this really strong, like, connection to them as if they were a friend or something you spent that and time that's, And that's it. And you kind of, and you follow kind of like even when it was Big Brother and Nasty Nick can you mm. imagine if he'd been on social media then oh, yeah. and I mean 
he I think probably thought it was quite funny and published a, a book uh, yeah. off the back of it. But with the scrutiny that there is now, you must there's have you seen the um oh I can only think of a character name which is bad from Sex and City, Miranda from Sex and City. She's oh, gone, yeah. how to be a girl. You should be this, you should be that, you should be this, you should be that, you should be sexy, but not too sexy. You should be successful, but not too successful. You should have children, but not put on weight. You should do this. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, obviously it's not. We feel connected to them, but we don't think of them as real people. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just women, it's men, obviously oh, as yeah, well. And sure. particularly mental health is, yeah, within kind of young men and and yeah, you watch things like Love Island. Actually, I I have watched it in the past. I didn't watch this series, but you kind of see these insecurities, and you should be this. And this, I guess, the negative thing of kind of being so connected is that you see everything that you're not. You see what other people are, and, and what you also you aren't. have an opinion on everyone. Else. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Do yeah. you worry about that? About the kind of yeah constant judgment that is now a thing that's like yeah. part of being. I think. I know, I know I, and I know m- most of my friends who've got, well, daughters and sons, mm. but I think... Oh, yeah, it's both. It's not I just think girls. you spend, yeah, but you spend, as a, as a parent, you, there's things that your parents did that you think had negative impact that mm. you, you determined not to do. And I think our, kind of my generation's mums, so they're kind of now in their late 60s, early 70s, I think, talked about diets a lot, mm. lots about... Oh, it was like the and start weight. of Weight Watchers and yeah. it was the start of Slimming World and it was all yeah, of that. Yeah, and Rosemary Connolly and all of that. Jane Fonda and Elikra. And some, yeah. And she looked fantastic. She really did. She yeah. still looks fantastic. But it was, it was, weight was so important. Mm. Whereas I think, certainly I as mother and most people I know, it's all about being strong and being fit and being healthy and trying not to ever let them sort of be aware of this arbitrary thing. Yeah. That, that stepping on scales matters to who you are i i wouldn't want to be a teenager now oh it's so much pressure, actually i wouldn't want it? to be a teenager back when i was a teenager i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't want a teenager be, is i wouldn't want to be a teenager hardcore, again. isn't it yeah i wouldn't want to do it again why not well because it's just brutal and you're changing so much and actually it's kind of i look back at pictures of myself and i thought you know i thought i was this and i thought i was that and I look back and I was going, oh, I was lovely. But then if I'd known that at the time, I would have been a total ass. Yeah. So it's that having to, it's a really, I don't know. You don't, you don't. So it's the beauty of hindsight, isn't it? And you don't realise how unimportant, like if you get a D in an obscure GCSE is. And as long as it doesn't, as long as results or something doesn't stop you doing the next thing on your step. I mean. Yeah, whatever it is, you want to end up No doing. one cares what I got for my GCSEs now no one it but then it's everything and then what I you guess, look like and if you've gone out with a certain boy or girl and I guess yeah. it's the same as a grown-up isn't it like the stuff that you you know the stuff that a year ago I'd been like god that's the most important thing in the world and even a year on I'm like yeah why did I spend yeah. so much time no. thinking about that useless thing that means nothing yeah it's just different things we just move it Fixate on, on something different to something new no it is it's funny so talking about kind of moving on yeah that's a tenuous link, but yeah, that's fine. We'll know, take it. Thanks. We've talked a lot about kind of your past and what you're doing now. Yeah. But what about what's coming up for you? Have you got any kind of big goals for the future or any any kind of things that you're aiming for for you or for your business? Yeah. So when I when I found so I the website went live last May. So I've been kind of working on the business business for for over a year now. Um and it was one of those, I was just like, well, Jersey's small. It'd be really easy to get the name brand out there. But actually, Jersey is small, but it's still, marketing has to be really specialised. Um, so for me, what I thought I would achieve in terms of people knowing about the name, I thought would probably take a couple of years. It's probably going to take a bit longer. And actually to be okay with that. And I'd rather build something that is absolutely what I want with the mm. kind of stock and the and the things that I want um, to be selling. And it's... So it's really important to me to keep the integrity of everything I stock. I'm not going to start dumbing down everything. I, I look into the kind of ethical background. Um, so I think it is just to grow organically, but really push in terms of marketing. Yes, so patience, people, yeah, isn't it? Patience. Well. Patience is the key. And to be okay with that, to take it slowly, but but steadily. And that's okay. Because um, I'm not, it's not going anywhere. The business is doing, it's doing better than I thought it would, but I've still got a long way to go. I guess I think the road from 
from launch to now is is already surpassed where my plan said it would be, but also realizing that my plans are going to be that it's going to take a bit longer mm. to get to like my final goal. Um, the corporate side of things is um, is going to be growing. So corporate gifting, um, so working with companies to kind of give something really unique, but also the gift finder. Um, I really hope to grow that because um, it's on the website, but no one, um, well, we've had some people use it, um, but being able to offer kind of personalised really bespoke options. Oh, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, and things like cards. I really like... You love a card. I do love a card. And I actually think... Why do you love a card? Because it shows someone gives a shit. If you yeah. go to the trouble to buy a piece, even though it's, you know, oh, it's just 12 piece of paper, I'll send a WhatsApp, it's not the same. If you take time, if someone... Well, it's nice for a birthday, but I think particularly if someone's going through a tough time um, or has been recently bereaved, if you take the time to buy a card and write them a message put it in an envelope, check what their address is because no one knows anyone's addresses anymore. No mm. one has an address book anymore. I've got an address book. Okay. I just love post. Yeah. That's my thing. But I love you, getting posts. But there you go. So I like sending posts because in my home, I'm one of those people, if I send you post, it's like, yeah, I love you giving you that, but please reply by post. Yeah. <laughs> and my, so my, my granny is 99. Wow. And yeah, but she always gives us money. Oh, always you. a thank you letter. Because, because it, how lovely. And she always sends me one back if I've sent her something. And it's a really, it's proper old school. And I love a postcard as well. I love postcards. And I like the naughtiness of writing something on a postcard, knowing the postman can read oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. quite enjoy that. And you can have fun with yeah, that. Yeah, you really you? can. And I have, get the feeling. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, un, it's unfortunate for my boyfriend sometimes when he gets posts. But it's, but it's, I, yeah. So I think the whole business was kind of all about thoughtful gifting. So some of it is quite, you know, some of, for example, a candle, and I know people are a bit funny about whether a candle is a good gift. I think they're a great gift if it's a good candle. But some of them are, you know, not cheap, but they last ages. But you can get things from £3 on the website. You can get um, a single space mask, which is a, a self-heating mask, and they're really lovely. But pop that in a card if someone's having a rough time and you've spent six quid and you're going to make someone really happy. And yeah, because it's, it's not about how much you're spending. It's not, and that's really important to me. That, that there is a range of prices and um and you know obviously i'd love to be selling the kind of personalized beach bats at like a couple hundred quid a pop for some of the really detailed ones. ones but actually the things that are realistic and that i know will sell well are the smaller thoughtful lovely things um so kind of really getting kind of getting people kind of going old school with gifting even though it's an online business and social is yeah, so but that's important. just that's just the way you get there yeah that's not but the connection should still be thoughtful and, and physical and sending a physical card or sending a, a physical gift. Cards. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's what I want in terms of the growth of the business to people, people to realise I'm not, it's about little things and kind of little actions and mm, kind of making, that make a big difference. Yeah. And, and I want the business to feel personal and it has got my names on middle name is Rose. Um, so name is also Rouse, which is a bit annoying. I married that. So, um, but it's, it, yeah, it's, getting people kind of being thoughtful, but being able to do it easily. How do you stay kind of in touch with those goals to make sure that they're front of mind and that they're, you know, like I'm I'm a lover of a vision board. I know. I you, see it you, daily yeah, on my I desk. <laughs> I've got the battle board up in my, yeah, on yeah. my desk and I've got a vision board in my front room because that's like seeing something visual yeah. is really important to me. But is there anything you do that kind of keeps keeps you on track or helps you to think about what it is you should be focusing on? Honestly, I think it's having weekends kind of downtime. I have to have that because Monday, Monday to Friday can be quite full on. And sometimes, mm. you know, if you've not had, if I don't have as many sales as I might have had the week before, you can kind of be a bit, but yeah, I think it's just kind of make sure I take the time away. Don't fixate on it always because otherwise it's like it's your best all... ideas come in the shower, isn't it? It's that moment At, when you're not really thinking. they really do. Yeah. Or kind of a walk. And you need to, you need to see other things and experience other things and read other things, yeah. don't you? Because then you, it's like that's how yeah, it yeah. generates new ideas in yeah. your own head and yeah. gets you thinking differently. Well, as a final, just before we finish up, I'd like to know, are there any connections in your life, whether that's family, friends, the business, whatever it might be, that you feel like you want to invest in more going forward? Uh, friends. Yeah? Friends. Yeah. I think... It's really easy to kind of take friendship and and actually particularly female friendship as a as a woman. I think it's really easy to take female friendship for granted. Um, 
and sometimes friendships are always kind of they should never be one way all the time mm. sometimes you get those yeah well different um, stages in life you need different but also things, just that that kind of making sure I ask how people are if they ask me how I am and thing and things like that um and taking time out because actually this weekend's been really good for kind of reconnecting to being not just wife mother business owner just being me and um in that friendship scenario yeah yeah, yeah. and I think that's really important and um and you're taking time to nurture friendships because, yeah, because they can, you can lo- lose ones along the way, quite often by accident. Um, yeah, and then you look back and you think, oh, you think why aren't they in my life anymore? And sometimes it's for a really good reason. Um, but but the ones the ones that are worth putting into, I, I think, yeah, female female friendship and people who make, make you feel good about yourself, but also yourself, not pretending to be something else. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you today. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. How can um, our listeners find out more about you and what you do? Um, so I am online um, and the website is um, harrietandrose.co.uk and you can find it as well at gifts.je. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on Instagram most days. Sometimes there's some ramblings about my children and chickens on stories. Um, you can skip those or, you know, <laughs> or enjoy. Join yeah, <laughs> enjoy. Um, but yes, yeah, so everything's on Instagram and also on the Facebook page and that's all linked from the website. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Lovely. Aw, thank you so much. And breathe. Yeah. And relax. Nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, it was good. wasn't expecting to talk about my miscarriage, but... Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And why not subscribe so you don't miss out? If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay connected. Thank you.